gets it to first. The Browns are world champions. The Rams were built to win the Super Bowl, and they have sealed the deal. The Golden State Warriors return to a familiar place. They're on top of the NBA world. They reach the summit of the Avalanche for 2022 Stanley Cup champions. Well, 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 here we are. Episode number 153 of Four Future Considerations. It's already going to be a great week for me. Saturday, I'm at home, hanging out, not doing much. Answer my door. Who shows up at my door? Manny Pava. And bringing a pie. <laughs> oh my goodness! You from brought Grandma up- Lambs. Grandma Lambs. Well, where else are you going to get that from? <laughs> wow, a pie! I thought you just owed him money, and he was coming to collect. But he brought you something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was feeling generous after I won a boatload of money in poker the night before. There you go. But the crazy thing was, is John made me wait forever outside. It. I think he was naked. Like, I don't think he had clothes on, and he took him forever to answer the door. Is that what was happening, John? What was going on there? I'll never tell. What did you do with that pie afterwards? Normally he gets naked after the pie. We'll just tell your mom we ate it all. Well, there was this movie when I was in high school. (laughs) <laughs> and it was an apple pie too, by the way. <laughs> but John, you already know that. <laughs> <laughs> like warm apple pie. <laughs> oh, if you've ever been to Gray County, Owen Sound area or Collingwood or Meaford, Grandma Lambs, they make the most terrific pies ever. So when in the neighborhood, you have to get one. You do. And it was good to see our good friend, John Rashad. I was in Gray County. You were in Niagara Falls. How yeah, was that? It was something. I'm a, <laughs> one of those trips that I, I could tell you about six different times where I was not sure I would be able to rest back in my humble home <laughs> or just be at the oh. bottom of the falls. Am I getting home here? Oh, oh look out, Watch out for the stop sign. Those are just suggestions anyways. <laughs> But it was good. It was a good time. Great <laughs> time. I have a Niagara Falls story for you just quick. I went, with a, I went with a buddy of mine one time. He was a server. I won't say where. It was a high-end place. And then we go out for a kind of an industry night to a dive bar outside of Niagara Falls. And I notice um, two by two, all of the, uh, the different guys who were at this uh, industry night are disappearing into the washroom in pairs. And I'm going, what are these guys doing? And then so somebody comes out and says, uh, we're all doing lines in there, so you're welcome to partake. They're all making so much money in the hospitality industry in Niagara Falls. They're all doing cocaine in the bathroom in this dive bar in the middle of nowhere. Wow. Wow. I did so, not partake. So, so, so they, were, they weren't doing like the line combinations for the Buffalo Sabres or anything <laughs> right. like that. Different no, line no. combinations. Yes. No, not doing a fantasy draft or anything like that, no. And how dare you call Sundowners a dive bar? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go to Niagara Falls, that's what everybody asks. Did you go to the Sundowners? Did you go to Sundowners? Did, Did you, you go, go to Sundowners? Sundowners? They've changed the name or they've moved it to another location on the same property or something like that. Cause there's, there is a different name on the front of it. 
but we'd also heard that there's a uh, like another building next to it that's that they're either moving it or they're doubling their money or I don't know what's going on. But it's still there. It's still there. Tells you how long I've been. It'll always be known as. Oh, of course. Sundown. Of course. It's like Skydome. Right. It'll yeah. always be known as Skydome. Yeah. Absolutely. And then John Rashad has not gone into rehab because he avoided <laughs> doing lines right? in the bathroom. See? That's right. It all works out. And yeah. You got to make a good decision every once in a while. You go into that bathroom in the falls for shot. The way your life twists after that, I don't think Manny's delivering you a pie. Yeah. So who won at the end of the day? <laughs> you won. You're Down. coming out on top. You got some That's grandma right. lambs in you. Yeah. Or you got in some grandma lambs. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's so it's good to see you guys. Out, man. It's yeah. getting cold out. What's going on here? Hey, thanks again to everyone who has listened over the last week, even over the last few weeks. We've had some really good shows. Yeah. I mean, summer ended. Uh, so I don't know if you caught, caught up on the news. It's friggin' cold here. I don't know what it's like uh, up in, in Markdale. It's probably still like 30, 34. So. <laughs> but. Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Fahrenheit, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's getting cool here. But that just means that for future considerations is heating up. Oh, I see what uh. you did there. We'll <laughs> time to, to snuggle up and, and get yourself one of those nice cozy blankets, maybe some new Beats by Dr. Dre. And listen to the all the podcasts that we've had over the summer. Get caught up on what's been going on if you've been kind of drifting or whatever. Bunch of great OT guests that we've had. We're going to be releasing another episode on Friday, so that's going to be good too. Find, uh, find out what we've been doing. Catch up with your buddies. Let us know what you've been doing this summer. Come on. Talk to us. Tell <laughs> us something. <laughs> that's right and we've had some people telling us something we've had a lot of emails and social media messages lately so great to hear from you thanks for listening and uh, since the nfl fantasy football pool has gone over so well we're gonna try something else yeah we are we are going to host a fantasy hockey draft for the upcoming nhl okay. season yeah we've done nfl fantasy yeah. football now it's time for nhl fantasy hockey uh-huh. stay tuned to our social media feeds for information on how you can join this league. And again, just like the football pool, the winner will join us for a debate on our podcast. Are we going to take P.K. Subban? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Randy Cunnyworth, <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh, yes. yes. A good classic <laughs> name. As we shared some stories by, on the weekend, too, about uh, good times at our good friend, Fred Wallace. Mm-hmm. He, he called his apartment Wallace Gardens, and he hosted hockey drafts all the time. Oh, beautiful. And <coughs> granted, you get the, um, the casual hockey fan who wants to join the pool. Yeah. And by the seventh or eighth round, he's going... Hey, is uh, Mario Lemieux gone yet? (laughs) 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 So, hey, is Randy Cunningham still playing? I'm going to take him. No, he's retired. (laughs) Actually, funny story about Mario Lemieux. One of the times that I was at one of those drafts, Fred picked Mario Lemieux, who was towards the end of his career, picked him, I think, third in the draft, decided to take a chance on him, and Lemieux retired like a month later and sunk him. (laughs) (laughs) Deserves him right. That's what you get. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, so stay tuned for that. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. How is the Fantasy Football League going anyway? I uh, I haven't checked it after the weekend. 
Well, we're two and one. We keep racking up the points. We lost? We lost one week because Stefan Diggs got like 45 points on the oh, okay. on the Monday night game okay. in week two. Yeah. But as long as we didn't have Kenny Galladay. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're good. Has he played a game yet? Zero, 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 zero. zero. Great line. <laughs> but the team who we got to give him props because we gave him a hard time in the yeah. draft. Yeah. The team that is the only perfect team in our fantasy football league is Rob, Bill's Mafia, uh-huh. who took Josh Allen with the number one pick. Yep. Took Devin Singletary with his number two pick. Very good. Took three quarterbacks and two kickers in the draft. And he's 3-0. and oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's a genius. Listen, everybody's getting a little too excited about the, just like the Eagles, let's just wait until things settle down and you end up under 500. No, it's not just like the Eagles, because the Eagles are a real team. Bill's Mafia has got a fantasy team. They don't crowd champions after three weeks. The Kansas City Chiefs didn't even have two kickers. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) Slow your roll, Bill's Mafia, but Rob, great start. Good for you. And so let's get into it. Speaking of baseball. That one's drilled to left field. Is it high enough? See ya! A walk-off grand slam! And the Yankees win! Judge hits 60, and the Yankees win in walk-off fashion! It's coming down to the wire for the playoffs in Major League Baseball. The Yankees are going to the postseason, so are the Guardians, Astros, Mets, Braves, and Dodgers. Who else are we thinking will join the party? Who are the Guardians? <laughs> I, I, I don't think the American League changes the wild card teams. I think the order might change. Um, but what do you I don't think, think about that? Do you think the Jays stay as the top seed in the wild card? Yeah. You know you know what? Like, And, and this is going to sound ridiculous, uh, and I'm sorry to do this, John, because uh, <laughs> I know what this is going to turn into. They're one of those teams right now that's just getting warm at the right time that when you get into a playoff, even though they're play- they would be, in, in theory at this point, they'd be playing Tampa Bay, who has played very well against them. This is one of those teams. This is that, that scary team you don't want to run into right now. They've been very good. So I, I do expect they're going to hold on to the first spot, um, and Tampa would hold on to the second spot. I don't think anything's going to change there. I think Major League Baseball is going to get their wish and have a, a Cleveland-Seattle playoff series. <laughs> oh, oh, that's going to be good. And uh, then in the, in the National League, um, that's, that's where it's interesting, right? Yeah, San Diego's at 85 wins. Philadelphia's at 83, Milwaukee's at 82. Milwaukee is playing St. Louis right now, who's all but won that division, but pretty tough layout for them. San Diego's got the Dodgers. Nothing would make Dodgers fans happier than a World Series and kicking the Padres out of the playoffs. And Philadelphia's got the Cubs, who suck. So, I mean, it's <laughs> it's very possible that you see a bit of a shift there. Um, I'm going to suggest or, or predict that the National League stays the same with San Diego and Philadelphia in Milwaukee on the outside. But at least there's one race. This is the this is the one thing about the wild card that I know everybody was kind of concerned with and, and I was concerned with too. Um, I know you're trying to expand it and stuff, but at this point there isn't 
really a race, right? Like the, there's that last playoff spot in the Nationals in the National League. But other than that, everything's pretty much set up. Yeah, but without the extra team, it'd be over already. Well, in the American League, you'd have Toronto at 87 wins, Tampa at 84, Seattle at 82 or 83 as the time that we record this. So there'd already be those two there. The National League, you'd have 85, 86, 82 kind of battling for for one spot. I mean, six and one and half a dozen in the other. There's there's only really one real interesting pennant race happening for the rest right. of the season. Right. But w- without the extra team, you at least have the Brewers fan base still excited. Sure. That they may get into a wild card spot if they can catch the Phillies, for example. Sure. Um, and the F- Phillies fan base is biting their nails. Oh, they're hoping that they can stay in that position, right? Yeah, for sure. There, there's definitely some intrigue there. I mean, and you look at the, you know, the the last portion of the season. I mean, Milwaukee has got the Marlins uh, for for that uh, that last weekend there, and then they play Arizona. Exactly. So they're not playing very good teams. So right. sure, there's there's some opportunity there. When this has been one of the only seasons where we haven't had a whole bunch of races coming down to the end anyone who uh, was saying they didn't want the expanded playoffs a bunch of years ago it's turned out to be a really good thing for baseball yeah like matt talk, talk to matt yeah. talk to matt about it like Tanya, even the blue jays right like can they hold on to the top seed so they can get home field right right, right. In the in that first round series, yeah. if you look at the playoff matchups right now in the American League, Houston and the Yankees get buys. You go Cleveland against Seattle, Toronto against Tampa Bay. That sucks. Yeah. But, <laughs> but all three of those games in Toronto would be pretty cool. Dodgers and Mets get buys. St. Louis plays Philadelphia. Atlanta plays San Diego. Love both of those. Great series. Love right? both of those. Great series. So. You know, I, I agree with you. I think the status quo will remain. Although I think the even though the Blue Jays are hot, and I'm glad you said that because we've seen hot teams at the right time make a long exactly. run. Exactly. I, I look at the remaining schedule for the Jays. They have Boston, not a very good team. No. But Baltimore has played the Blue Jays tough, and there seems yep. to be some animosity between the two teams yep. that I don't think Baltimore will roll over for the Jays. For sure. Um, and the Rays have Boston as well to yeah. close out the season. They also have Houston, which still wants to have the number one seed. Mm-hmm. So it's not as easy for them as well. I think there's some really entertaining baseball down the stretch here. And we received this baseball question from our good friend Alan in Sterling Heights in Michigan after this happened on Friday night. Albert Pujols joined the 700 home run club with not one, but two home runs in the game against the LA Dodgers. So our good friend Alan wants to know if Pujols or your good friend Miguel Cabrera is the best pure right-handed hitter in baseball. Oh, okay. Wait a second. (laughs) Wasn't there something fishy there too on the Friday night with Pujols playing his former team, the Dodgers? You know what? Good. Give him the record. Throw him one right down the friggin' middle and get him to 700 because he's the only legit guy that should be on that list that's played in the last 50 years. Good. 
Not one, but two. He yeah. had two in the game. <laughs> Good for him. Listen, when all is said and done, everybody's in love with Albert Pujols right now because he did reach 700, and that's great. Tremendous feat. It's a great story for this season. Uh, just as good as Aaron Judge's chase in the American League in the home run chase, right? But in 10 years, when this debate has happened yet again, mm-hmm. who will be the best pure right-handed hitter? I still think it's Miguel Cabrera. Wow. I really do. Okay. Better average. He's got 500 home runs, 3,000 hits, two-time MVP winner, four batting titles. He's the only guy who's won the Triple Crown since 1967. So, and maybe Judge does it this year, and maybe he doesn't. But I don't think it's fair because of the recency bias with Albert Pujols to ask the question now. Whoever in Sterling Heights asked the question. Alan. Alan did. Our good friend Alan, yeah, right? Your, Our good you, friend. You went to his house last weekend with an <laughs> apple pie. You forget his name too? <laughs> However, I would suggest that in 10 years when this debate is had all over again, that Miguel Cabrera will get the odds on win in that debate. Rashad, what do you think? Hmm, I don't think so. I think when you hit 700 home runs, when you reach those mythical plateaus, those huge numbers, I think that's what's going to sort of cement your reputation for all time. So I'm the deciding vote here, eh? <laughs> Lifelong Tiger fan is the deciding vote in this. Yeah, we know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. Don't go against Miggy. I'm going to need I'm going to need a definition and if you can reach out to Alan right now, Rashad, <laughs> mm-hmm. I know I know he's standing by. I'm going to need a definition of pure. Pure? Pure. <laughs> Albert Pujols is a better home run power hitter than yeah. Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera is a way better pure hitter than Albert Pujols. A thousand percent. In, in, in my lifetime... Put the bias on whatever, Zach. Put the bias on me. I know it's coming. You might as well text me now. That's the best hitter I've seen in my lifetime. In his prime, that was the, that's the best hitter I've ever seen. I don't even think it's close. So you're saying Cabrera is a better hitter and Pujols is a better home run hitter. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Like, I mean, there are some ridiculous numbers about Miguel Cabrera, and I forget what it is, and, and, and this is going to exaggerate it. Like, he could go an entire season and not get a hit and still have a career batting average over 300 or some just ludicrous thing. His career batting average is 308. Yeah. Pools is better than I thought. It's 296. It is. The numbers are really close. Like, when you look at the two of them, and there's a great comparison. I don't know when this this article was put out. I would assume it was at the beginning of the season because it talks about 13 full seasons in Major League Baseball in their careers. When you compare the two, like – Batting average, Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols were almost the same. Hits, Pujols had maybe a little bit more. Pujols had about 90 more home runs. Cabrera had more RBIs. He had more total bases. Uh, you know, to me, I mean, it's it's they're very close. This isn't a knock on, on anybody one way or another. But pure hitter, Albert Pujols never went between first and second base when the game was on the line just to shoot a single by 
to get two runs in from from second and third. Albert Pujols hit home runs. Right. Miguel Cabrera was the best hitter I've ever seen. So I say as pure right-handed hitter, Miguel Cabrera is. But power hitter Albert Pujols is, I think, as separated from Miguel Cabrera in that category as Miguel is in pure right-handed hitters. I agree. I can't argue with that either. I think we're unanimous. All right, Alan. Way to go. Good question, Alan. Your mind, John. This is a good debate. Good question, Alan. Go, Alan. Look at Alan bringing us all together. It's not Jose Bautista, Zach. Relax, (laughs) right? (laughs) Relax. (laughs) He's still somewhere bitching at an umpire that uh, it wasn't a strike. He's still got a nice back on his face from (laughs) Ronette Odor. Hey, it'd rather be, what was that sign that that will live in infamy for for me? It'd rather be punched in the mouth in August than knocked out in October or something like that when they played each other in the playoffs. I still think that's the greatest fan sign that's ever been produced in the history of baseball. <laughs> that was great. That was a good mm-hmm. sign. Can you believe what we just saw? This is incredible. You know, guys, I gotta be honest. I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. Oh my god. And now it's time for our play of the week, and boy, was it tough to pick a play this week. But this highlight won out. Andrew Vaughn puts a charge into one. Same spot as Moncada. Riley Green leaps up and pulled it back. One of the best catches you will ever see, and it comes from Riley Green stealing a homer away from Andrew Vaughn. Riley Green of your Detroit Tigers robs Andrew Vaughn of the White Sox of a home run with a tremendous catch reaching over the wall, and that is our play of the week. He's a rookie, but he might be the MVP of the team. Yeah, yeah. At least one of these guys is going to (laughs) land. Like, I, I have to use my toes to count how many times he's made a tremendous catch yeah, this year. Yeah, he's been a very good, catch. especially in that stadium. Yeah. With Comerica Park as a home stadium, I mean, that, that catch was not in Comerica Park, but outstanding. Fantastic stuff. Our play of the week brought to you by London Awnings, quality that shows. And may I point out that the soccer play did not win. I was going to point it out because I checked twice today and the soccer one was at 58% or something like that. And I was like, oh, here we effing go again. Right. What what more Listen, do we need? You're, I, you're on the office. That I don't have any fake accounts. And I still don't I I don't even understand the highlight. You kicked the, the goalie was halfway. It's like if 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 You still have if, to hit the target. If 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 Demko from the Canucks mm-hmm. just left the net and stood at center ice and the defenseman flipped it over his head and it rolled into the net. That's not a highlight. It's, what are you doing out there? Why is the goalie halfway down the field? I agree with Matt. I couldn't believe that was getting so many votes today. Come on. That's, like, that's not easy. Make the nets bigger is the, is the problem. <laughs> Come on. It's not. I mean, he hit it in the air. That was pretty good that he, he kicks it in the air and it stayed in the he air all the way through. 60 but, yards on target. But wasn't there a punter in the NFL that hit a football 82 yards and then got cut two weeks later? <laughs> I guess it's something else. Yeah, <laughs> something but, off the field. <laughs> but it rolled. This sure. guy 
kicked it 60 yards on target. And the, the guy who punted the ball, it went left to right to yes, center. Yeah. He kicked it into the target. Into the target. I've seen target stores smaller than the nets in soccer. It's not, it's not, it's not impressive. I should have voted for that you, play. I'm surprised you didn't. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> and every time we do the play of the week, you'll be able to vote for it. We'll post it on our social media on Monday. You can get the details at Podcast FFC on Twitter, and we will reveal the winner on the Wednesday episode. And guys, we talked last week about Robert Sarver, the disgraced owner of the Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercuries. And you were right, Manny. He's now looking to sell the team, just like you predicted. There's another suspension everyone's talking about. Boston Celtics head coach Uma Widoki has been suspended for a season by the franchise for violating team policies after he had a consensual sexual relationship with a Celtics employee. We received a question from Eddie in Massachusetts who asks, is this too much? First off... That was no. That was the first take. Yeah, that was, that was a the great first job take on that name. name. Rashad, good job, Rashad. <laughs> first take on that name. Rashad's heard that name over and over and over though, because well any, done. Any times there's drama, like Ninety Day Fiance, <laughs> yeah. he's like glued to the oh, TV. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. <laughs> Can you rhyme off Ume Doka's biography of life right now? <laughs> you know everything about him. Do you know who his wife is? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Nia Long. Nia Long. What? She was great. Yeah. Did you not know that? No, Michelle? I didn't. His no. wife was Nia Long. Yeah, Nia Long. She's oh. great. Yeah. So Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Nia Long? Yeah. Oh my. Oh. <laughs> that'll that'll <laughs> change things for you. That'll leave a mark. As a young man. <laughs> Where's that apple pie? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, you know what? I don't know anything about this. And there was a video that Matt Barnes did on his Instagram or Twitter or something like that. Former basketball player. He holds a podcast and all that stuff. And he went ballistic on this guy on what? On On the coach or or on the Celtics? On the coach. Okay. He then did a video afterwards. It appears while he was driving, which, of course, you just, I mean, when it hits you, you got to just drive recording a video on your phone and everybody's okay with that the the comments that he makes in this post are are concerning to the story for me in the way that he describes it as quote unquote a hundred times uglier than any of us have thought so he's talked to somebody the celtics apparently he understood what happened and got a bit of a backstory or whatever it is and flip-flopped entirely and it was basically that this is just a bad scene for a lot of people so i don't know anything about the actual scenario but the way he's talking about it it sounds like there's a lot to this story that we may never even know okay because on the it's hard hard to say i mean on the surface yeah You get a year-long suspension for having an inappropriate relationship. Seems very extreme to me. Right. Excessive. Yeah. Right? Very extreme. Um, And we don't even know who the staffer is. And there's even a story out there that there were two different staffers. Right. And one of them was the wife of the vice president of finance for the Boston Celtics. And because he's a big wig, that's why it's a year-long suspension. Okay. Fair enough. So there are several stories out there. 
to me, this still seems a little excessive. Like we're talking about the owner of the Phoenix Suns getting suspended <laughs> yeah. for a year. Yeah. For inappropriate comments. If we're going to do the comparison. Right? If we're, if we're going to do the comparison of that. Granted, that was the NBA suspension. This is an actual franchise mm-hmm. suspension. But, I, but I'm glad you bring that up because my final point on this is I think there's something more serious that happened that we just don't know about. Yeah. To sort of sustain a year-long suspension. And the Celtics owner came out on media day and said there is enough evidence to warrant the suspension. Yeah. So there's there's something else there that we don't know. For right? sure. And like the quote from from his post, from Matt Barnes's post, and and I I mean I've listened to a couple of Matt Barnes's podcasts. I've heard him as a guest on on podcasts and stuff. He's very very well spoken, mm-hmm. and he he really does deliver his, his message well. Um, and he he talks about it. He he heard from somebody from the the Boston Celtics organization and that it, it runs deep and he pray he's praying for everybody involved and and all that's like it it came across very serious so i don't know what it what it is or what it could possibly be or whatever it is but uh, again on the surface and i don't think this is anybody else's business. nobody else really de- deserves to know why but on the surface, for what it is, it seems excessive. This is an ugly situation, yeah. right? Because, yeah. A, it shouldn't happen. Uh, you're a married man, married woman, yeah. right? Secondly, this – the ugliness of social media came to the forefront because now everybody was accusing – an assistant basketball coach or director of player development. Yeah. And then, of course, they're, they say this woman um, turned off all her social media accounts, so she must be the guilty party. Yeah. And everybody's trying to yeah. figure it out and trying to, uh, trying to solve the crime on social media. Yeah. And people get thrown out under the bus and be accused of something. For sure. That's the bad side of this. As much as this story is bad, that too is terrible. Yeah, yeah. It really is a shame. I don't know if we'll ever find out the real story. I don't know. I really don't think so. I really don't think so. And it, and the way that you know you address that is a hundred percent right. And and it's again just another head shaking thing. And what I come across sounding older or whatever. There are so many people that have so much friggin' time <laughs> on their hands to waste. Who cares? Yeah. Why do you care? Yeah. Like my girlfriend and I were doing a, a, a board game. We were playing a board game a couple nights ago, and one of the questions was like, "What do you think um, that, uh, that? What are people crazy about that you could not give uh, two shits about?" And and my answer, and she nods her head immediately as I say it, is celebrity gossip. And it's like, well, how do you care? Right. What's going on if you don't? own the Celtics or play on the Celtics. I don't think a fan deserves to know what's going on in, in a, a story like this. You you're really wasting your time, your life on earth, trying to figure out who the other one, what happens when you find out who it is? Nothing. Nothing happens. Right? <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> some, is somebody going to pat you on the back? Oh, yeah. you figured it out. You get a right? little sticker or something that says good job with a little thumbs up on it. it <laughs> Nobody cares. It's, it's too bad. It's too bad that so many people that have so many horrible things to say to other people, not uncoincidentally, have so much time on their hands. Yeah. 
keyboard warriors, right? Like, leave it, leave it be. <laughs> I have to say, I think I am totally out of the loop. I'm with you, Matt. Like, I don't know anything about celebrity gossip because Adam Levine had a similar thing, the lead singer of Maroon 5 and guy on The Voice and whatever else. And I have heard nothing about this story at all until someone said, oh, it's kind of like the Boston Celtics thing. So I guess he had an affair or was That's cheating with a yoga instructor. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fantastic story uh an instagram model he with an, oh, instagram, an instagram model, model and then wants he to asked name her, he uh, asked her to yeah. name his kid after yeah. her. he's his pregnant wife he wanted to name the baby after the mistress <laughs> i had not heard that <laughs> that's a oh great story <laughs> but i take it all back i love it but <laughs> but it was shared too by the mistress yes in a video and she showed the texts oh wow yeah oh yeah like she's got the receipts that's why i think that one is a little bit more salacious because the mistress actually spoke out yeah where in this case with the boston celtics nobody knows who the other woman is but again she feels like she's got to speak out for what why? Why? Got to get her claim to fame. Why? The lives people lead. Eh? I'm happy when Manny shows up at the Grandma Lamb's pie, and my <laughs> week is complete. I bet you were are... very happy from what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> you showed up in just a house coat. <laughs> I didn't even step in the door. As soon as he opened the door, I handed them the pie and said, oh, "Okay." <laughs> Is that Lionel Richie playing? Is that Lionel? <laughs> Old Lionel Richie, oh, the Commodores. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No question. No question. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Is it me you're looking for? Rashad was working the night shift. <laughs> Oh, what a feeling when you're dancing on the ceiling. Oh, man. Uh. Get us back on the rails, Let's go. All right. Well, week three in the NFL is done. Oh. Okay. Yeah, what do you got? Let's go back on here. Okay, here we go. All right, there are still two teams unbeaten, the Miami Dolphins and your Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> are you buying the hype with these two teams? Oh, I'm buying the hype with one team. Can uh-huh. you guess which one? <laughs> Go Fins, baby! Yeah! <laughs> Screw you! <laughs> Listen, the Eagles haven't even played their best football yet, and they're 3-0. For the last two games, they have not scored a single point in the second half. Wow, that's good. And they're 3-0. and <laughs> Like, they're not going to be perfect. There's going to be bumps on the road here. Yeah. But this is a legitimate team. I think you look at the Dolphins case. Um, I don't think they beat Buffalo more so that the Bills beat themselves. It wasn't Miami beat Buffalo. It was the Bills lost the game. And... Let's slow your roll yet in, on Miami because I think the AFC is a lot tougher than the NFC. You still have Josh Allen. You still have Patrick Mahomes. They're way better quarterbacks than Tua is. So let's slow your roll. I've been seeing a lot of 
power rankings in the NFL. Oh, the people love everybody, the power rankings. Everybody, everybody has Miami at number one. Let's hold on a minute here, okay? Yeah, I mean, Miami, when you look at even the next couple of games that they have, they're in Cincinnati on a Thursday night. Not an easy win, especially since they're wearing those sick white uniforms. <laughs> which are, I love those. Those are great. Then they're in New York playing the Jets, home to Minnesota, home to Pittsburgh, in Detroit. So Miami could have a very lopsided schedule. But then when you go to the bottom of the schedule, it's a little bit different. In San Francisco, in L.A., in Buffalo, home to Green Bay, in New England. Not a beautiful stretch there. This is really setting up for, I mean, because even the week after they play Detroit, they're in Chicago. This is really setting up for the reverse of their horrible season where they went 0-7 0-7 or 0-8 and, and ended up 8-8. Eight and eight. This is a very strong second half schedule for them. So I wouldn't get too excited about it. And I'm not getting too excited about the Eagles either because you are and I hate you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no, I think the Giants are going to win that division. You're not coming to the Super Bowl party this year. <laughs> I think the Giants are going to win that division. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> well, then who are your winners and losers after the first three weeks then? Well, you know, I think the Eagles are definitely winners, uh, obviously. Uh, the Dolphins, which you've pointed out, because I think they need to win early mm-hmm. because of that tough schedule near the end. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think the losers, the Raiders, for all the hype they got, and our good friend Kiefer's not very happy no, right now. They're, they're the only 0-3 team yep. in the NFL. Yep. And, you know, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be fine, but something's not right there. Um, The Denver Broncos played in that Sunday night football game between the Broncos and the Niners was awful. That should be, if Roger Goodell wants to flex his muscle, that should be a, I've come out and decided no one gets a win recorded for that game. You both (laughs) end up with thanks for coming. It's awful. You both get a tie. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It's terrible. Um, like for all the hype that the Broncos had, they too. Yeah. Even though they won and they're two and one, they have not looked good no. going two and one. No, they haven't for sure. I mean, Los Angeles is one and two. Cincinnati, that's the Chargers. Cincinnati's one and two. Arizona's one and two. Um, some struggling teams out there for sure. I do want to flex a little bit of love to Jacksonville, though. Oh, yeah. Because at at 10th in the league, yards per game for rushing and passing, 6th in offense, 7th in defense. I mean, we're early. They lost in Washington to start the season and then shut out Indianapolis, who just beat Kansas City. And then they blew out L.A. That's for, for a turnaround team or a team that's trying to find themselves. That's a pretty good start for them. Yeah, a thousand percent. Uh, I totally agree. And the Jaguars play the Eagles this weekend. Should be a really good game. That will be a good game. Is that in Philly or in, in Jacksonville? Philly. It's a little cold for those Jacksonville guys. <laughs> I'm going to take the the, the still, Eagles with the with it, the points. It's on October second. <laughs> we also received this question from Dave in Owen Sound, who wonders with all the rule changes in the NFL whether the league has made it more dangerous and is creating new injury problems. 
Oh, well, Dave's more concerned now that we've, <clears throat> we're losing quarterbacks. We lost Dak. We lost mm-hmm. Trey Lance. Justin Herbert is hurt. Tua got hurt on the weekend. Mm-hmm. They don't know if he's going to play on Thursday, even though he says he is going to play on Thursday. Uh, I don't think the rule changes have done it. I think it's a case of players are bigger, faster, stronger. And I think the league need to put in some of these rule changes because, A, you have to protect your star players. And in the NFL's case, if you don't have a good quarterback, you don't have a good team. So you got to protect the quarterback. And then the other thing is the whole battle with concussions. The league has um, made significant (laughs) changes with regards to rules to protect players so they don't get head injuries. The kickoff rule is totally different. Mm -hmm. Um, On field goals or punts, you can't go through the snapper or line up in front of the snapper yeah, because he's not expecting to get hit. So um, I don't think the injuries are because of the rule changes. I I do tend to agree. And I think like any time a rule changer, and this isn't just uh, any league, this is, uh, or this isn't just the NFL, this is any league. The league's always going to be behind in the rules because most are knee-jerk reactions. Something has to happen before they realize, oh yeah, this is actually really dangerous. We should change this. So I get where that's coming from. And and yeah, from from an NFL standpoint, uh, I think it's getting an emphasis on the the safety and the injuries because of who is getting hurt at this point more so than the amount of injuries when you lose you know that um buffalo lost one of their safeties for the year when you lose a right guard uh when you lose guys like that nobody really flexes much attention towards it when you lose four quarterbacks or five quarterbacks in three weeks now it's oh yeah we got to change this some something seems right so it's a little or something seems wrong it's a little bit of a knee jerk for me but the league's always going to be behind the actual safety of the players because you can't make up rules until they see something not working yeah i agree it's i'm not a huge nfl fan but how many times have i watched a game where it's like somebody's injured on the field and they're like oh and he's a fourth year product of ohio state and i'm like if you have to tell me who he is, <laughs> I have no clue who this guy is or they're carting off. Just replace him, throw someone else in, and no one cares. But when it's this many quarterbacks, it's just one of those years, I think. Are you ready? Now it's time for rapid fire, and let's stay with football. The NFL has announced the Pro Bowl game will be replaced with a Pro Bowl week-long skills competition, including a flag football game. Do you guys like that idea? I don't think it has to be a week long. I think you do this over the weekend or something like that and make it a, a festival or an event and move it around if that's what you're going to do. I think, uh, you know, you had the Pro Bowl in Honolulu all the time. It's time to move that around to different actual team locations. Um, but I, I think the Pro Bowl was absolutely the most useless all-star game of them all. It's played before the Super Bowl, so the team that's in the Super Bowl can't even send their players, which you would assume probably have a lot of all-stars in there. And it's not really contact, and it's, you know, I thought, I think getting rid of the game is good. I don't think this has to be a week-long thing, though. I don't know. Maybe it's a a party for the players, too. I I just want to see something where the fans are involved. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's flag football... Can fans play with the players on a flag football team? Can mm-hmm. fans call plays or or something that is allows the more 
uh, open fan experience. It can be a little bit more interactive. Um, maybe you want to challenge Josh Allen and throwing a football through a tire or something like yeah. that or hitting targets down the field. Something that gets the fan involved in the experience I think would be beneficial, but I like it. I think this is a step in the right direction. We received this question from Jim in London after the retirement announcements of Sedano Chara, P.K. Subban, and Keith Yandel last week. Jim wants to know, how many of these three are Hall of Famers? Oof. There's one. One? One. Keith Yandel. No. Getting in before Zdeno Ch- Wow, that's a strong opinion. Keith Yandel, 16-year guy, has the Iron Man record. Yeah. 189 games. The Iron Man. But he passed Doug Jarvis. And Doug Jarvis is not in the Hall of Fame. He's the Iron Man. So, but he's not in the Hall of Fame. But he's the Iron he Man. He can be the Iron Man without being in the Hall of Fame. Zidane Ochara, 24 seasons. He's won a cup. He's won a Norris. He's actually played the most games out of any defenseman ever in the NHL, which I thought was it's pretty, pretty yeah. good stat. Yeah. Um, so I think he gets into the hall. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, P.K. Subban may be a good guy. He may be a Hall of Famer off the ice. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer on the ice. Wow. 13 Former years. Former Montreal Canadian. Yeah, it pains PK me to say that. And I liked him. 13 year guy, won a Norris, won some medals with Canada on the international stage as well. Mm-hmm. This smells to me like, um, like he gets in after a few ballots or as part of the Veterans Committee or something like that. Don't think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, there's one. Uh, of these three. Keith Yandel? Keith Yandel, the Iron Man. <laughs> Tony Stark on ice. <laughs> no, it's Sedano Chara. I, I don't think P.K. Subban's a, a Hall of Famer. It, it just didn't last that long. Was he? Was was there a window of time in the NHL that P.K. Subban was the most electric player in hockey? Unquestionably, yes. And that was, what, a three-year window, maybe? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. maybe. And that's it. And and there was a uh, there. There's probably not too many players that you can think of without really getting into the the numbers that had such a strong, quick decline from being number one. Like he was for a couple of years, he was arguably the best defenseman in in the NHL. I think arguably the most exciting player in the NHL. And then he died. Like he fell off the map. Injuries and and everything yep. else caught up to him. He's it, it was just it wasn't long enough for PK Subban. So Chara for sure. Subban's a no for me, and Keith Yandel is a Hall of Famer in my heart. Cal <laughs> <laughs> Ripken. Cal Ripken's a damn also a Hall of Famer. It's not Doug Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> And we have a question from Kevin in Oakville, who is a self-proclaimed Colorado Avalanche fan. He's oh, asking sure now about- he is. <laughs> yeah. uh, how many months have you been a, an Avalanche fan there, Kevin? Bandwagon jumper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I like Colorado now. <laughs> well, he's asking about the huge deal for Nathan McKinnon. Eight years, uh, eight-year extension worth $12.6 million. It makes him the highest paid player in the NHL. Kevin wants to know if you are as concerned about this deal as he is. Twelve point six million a year. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of cash. <clears throat> Listen, I think he's worth it. 
I really do. I like the deal for Colorado. Uh, it's a lot of money. Yeah. But I think he is the best player. Uh, I think uh, Keith Yandel's calling right now, Keith. actually. Um, Iron Man. Yeah. But um, I like the deal for them. Do I like the deal for the Avalanche, though? Like, they're going to – they do have some young talent up and coming. Yeah. They're going to need that talent yeah. because they're going to be up against it in the cap. I know there was a report Tuesday that uh, the NHL is looking at a significant increase in the salary cap. Yes. The Avalanche are going to need it to be able to afford all these guys. They let Kadri go. They let Darcy Kemper go after Stanley Cup seasons. Yeah. They're going to be up against the cap again very soon. Um, but if I think Nathan McKinnon, do I think Nathan McKinnon is worth that money? I think so. What's Kale McCarr going to get paid? Right? <laughs> I, I mean, this is a lot of money for for an NHL player, the way the salary cap plays out. I'm also surprised, in, in theory, by the deal because they've already got the cup. They already got their cup. They already won. They're not trying to lock him down to build off. Like, obviously, they won multiple cups. But normally, this is a deal that you would see signing a younger player that maybe you're in the window right now that you're willing to pay for at the end. They've already won the cup, and and they're going to pay him. I mean, it's a great deal for him. I think it's a pretty good deal for the Avalanche, and, and I really think that they only have a couple more window uh, years in that window anyways. This, to me, starts to get the feel of the Blackhawks back in the day when they had a few guys that were really high paid, and then they had to start dumping off some of their really valuable guys that were that second tier. I feel like at the end of this deal, Nathan McKinnon might be just standing there by himself, but... It's a it's a pretty good deal. I mean, if you're gonna the the Avalanche after you win a Stanley Cup and don't have to sign an extension with you, make you the highest paid player in the NHL. Uh, take that every day of the week. Yeah, like he's basically going to be paid the same, actually a little bit higher than Connor McDavid. Yeah, right. Yeah, and you can argue that Connor McDavid is the best player on the planet. Uh, but McKinnon has won a cup. McDavid yeah. is not. This extension doesn't kick in until 2023. So McKinnon's not even going to make close to $12.6 million for the 2022 season. Oh, uh, that's going to be a long year. Yeah. <laughs> don't get know, hurt. Don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. You know, Panarin's 11.6. Austin Matthews is 11.6. You know, like... I think Nathan McKinnon is amongst those names. Oh, I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree that he should be the highest paid player in, in the NHL or, or right up there in that conversation because um, he, quite frankly, deserves it. I think he's an, an exceptional player. I think it's really going to start showing uh, on this Avalanche team and, and maybe they're playing off on a, on a couple of a couple of years or, or whatever they're looking at because uh, you know there's a lot of guys that are coming up as far as contracts are concerned um, for that. I mean, Kale McCarr is 2027. So, I mean, have you created just the window of, of the three years? Sure. I mean, Nesterskin's signed till 2030. You've got McKinnon now to 2031. You've got McCarr till 2027. Yeah, it's a pretty good looking team. You're not losing a lot of guys next year as far as free agency is concerned. So there's there's time in there for a run, but it's definitely going to be one of those contracts that at some point this is going to be a little more of a burden than than it is. But 
that's the point of keeping these guys around and, and paying them that kind of money. And did you guys see the tweet from Ryan Reynolds on Tuesday? It's a teaser for Deadpool 3, and Hugh Jackman is poised to join the movie and revive the Wolverine character. Are you guys Deadpool fans, or are you going to watch the movie? I bailed on superhero movies when the superhero movies started getting their own superhero movies. So I saw the first Deadpool. I honestly thought it was the one of the worst movies I've ever seen. No, you didn't. I thought it was terrible. Oh I, did, my God. I thought it was terrible. Um, I did not see the second one, and I have absolutely no interest in seeing this one. Wow, Rashad, you're the movie buff. Yeah, I, I am so sick of superhero movies. I stopped watching them all, too. I'm tired of them. What? We prefer yeah. romance. Oh, my God. 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> There's no The Notebook these, 2. These two coming from 90 Day Fiance shows. <laughs> they, they, Listen, they know. Deadpool was hilarious, let alone some oh. of the action scenes. You know, the writing in it was very good. And the fact that Ryan Reynolds has this back and forth with Hugh Jackman and now the Wolverine and Deadpool are going to be in the same movies. I think this is brilliant. I think it's going to be a box office smash. Of course. I don't know how good the movie will be. No, it doesn't matter. I will go watch it. You're going to go see it. Yes, I am. You will go see this in theaters. I don't know if I said theaters. Will you go see it in theaters? <laughs> you got to see it in a theater. Will you go but see this who? in theaters? Says who? I, I can I can wait till the movie comes out. But I will watch it. Okay. I will never see this movie. I oh, guarantee I, it. I can, uh, if Manny were to, to hey, message me. Hey, you want to come over and watch like, Deadpool hey, 3 tonight? You want to come over tonight? I've ordered six pizzas. Jennifer Garner is going to be here. <laughs> Uh, I also bought you a car. <laughs> Do you want to watch Deadpool three? I'm I'm busy. I got laundry. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> now I know he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'd just come if you had Jennifer Garner here. <laughs> <laughs> You'd come if I had the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am hungry. Is there anything else that we have here? Can we wrap this upper shot? This is this is rapid fire. <laughs> Well, that's actually how you got me down there. Pizza. Yes. Yes. Yeah, See? that's true. Took us uh, six years. <laughs> I was just waiting for the right number of pizzas. And there were six pizzas. If we, if we were to go in the span of the time that, uh, that Manny has lived in Windsor with us, Manny has now returned to Owen Sound more than you've come here again. <laughs> <laughs> you owe us one. Let's go, Rashad. That is true. That Let's actually go. is true. <laughs> He's taking the lead again. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Don't you know, pump it up. You got to pump it up. And now we have a pump it or dump it submission from Rob in Gray County, who is not happy about Rihanna being named the headliner for the Super Bowl halftime show. He doesn't care what song we pick, so I'm playing this one. Come here, rude boy, boy, can you get it up? Come here, rude boy, boy, is you big enough? That song is Rude Boy by Rihanna, just because you guys can be somewhat rude sometimes. So are you guys pumping or dumping Rihanna for this year's Super Bowl halftime show in Arizona? Come on, Rob. 
<laughs> Rob, this is what the Super Bowl halftime show is all about. Right. This is this is what the Super Bowl halftime show is all about. Riri's my girl. I'm watching this I know every Riri's, day. Riri's your girl. Every I know that. day of the week. I am going to record the halftime show and watch it every single day right before I watch Deadpool 3. <laughs> Eating six pizzas. And while you're watching Jennifer Garner, I'll just watch this over and over again. (laughs) Yeah, I'm into this. You know what? I was okay with Taylor Swift, too. Yeah, she was rumored, right? So so, uh, uh, somebody tweeted out that she was the the halftime show. And I was all excited to tell my daughter because my daughter's a huge Taylor Swift fan. But I hadn't. Uh, had her to or hadn't had that conversation with her and then like 48 hours later she's not and now it's rihanna so well thank god i didn't pump those tires and they're like oh by the way honey they canceled on taylor swift two days later but i think i think she's gonna put on a great show i'm all for Rihanna. yeah i'm pumping it what about you john yeah me too i think she's great um, the thing that I think is so funny is all the guys who watch the NFL complaining that it's not a rock act. And why do they keep getting these uh, pop and hip hop people? It's because you're already watching the game, guys. Men are already watching the game. Yeah, they yeah. want the women and younger people watching the game. And that's why they keep bringing pop acts in. That's why they're doing this. This is yeah, brilliant. Casual the NFL. Fan. To, yeah. to, to think that the diehard NFL fan actually matters in the halftime show selection is ludicrous. They don't care about you. Like, and, and, and really, and I have heard that argument too, Rashad, like, could you name me other than ashes of Soma who are great in last week's right, pump great, dump it. great pump. Yeah. What, un, unless you're going realistically, unless you're going 40 years back, what rock and roll act are you getting to play the halftime show right now? Yeah, it's a good question. Who are you getting? It's a great question. Imagine yeah. Dragons? <laughs> well, who are you getting? And I would argue they're more poppy than rock anyway. For sure they are. Yeah, yeah. For sure they are. Okay, guys. The doors, it, it's over for the doors, all right? The doors ain't coming back. <laughs> now, listen. If you want to have a halftime show where they're playing your once, twice, <laughs> three times a lady. <laughs> or you want to hear them close... Cause I'm easy, easy like Sunday morning. Then yeah, bring them out. I'd rather have Rihanna and the Eagles in the Super Bowl, baby. Let's go. Oh, man, the Eagles are a great band. I love those guys. They're going to be great. Are the Eagles really opening for Rihanna? That's sick. Yeah, in the we first and the, second quarter. Let's go. <laughs> so let me let me get this straight. So it's the Dolphins and the Rams in the Super Bowl. The Eagles are opening, and Rihanna is the headliner. And that's great. Whatever. What a lineup! What a lineup! Go Giants! <laughs> you can't even keep a straight face. Uh, to save my life, I could I couldn't name three New York Giants right now. Well, I know you can name one. I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell you it'd be nice if Saquon Barkley had rushed for 123 total yards on Monday, but didn't get to that number. How's Kenny Galladay doing? <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? 
I just went to take a look here just because <laughs> something to do here. Um, I've, I Googled the current rock chart and it brought me the uh, UK chart, the rock chart. The, the number UK one, chart. number one on the UK rock chart, Animals by Pink Floyd. Currently, wow, that's wow. what people are buying. So that tells you the state of rock right now, right? There's nobody new. Oh, Pink Floyd would be a good act. Could they get them? <laughs> <laughs> Also in the top 10, Megadeth and Nirvana. <laughs> so. wow. 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 Rihanna's going to be just fine. Yeah. It's okay, yep. guys. Be, you know what? If you're going to get a rock band out there, there's only one you could really do. And they're not, you know, they did the tribute act for, for, um, uh, what was his name from the Foo Fighters? Oh, the drummer. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember his name, but that's the only band that you could do at rock band in the, at halftime. And I don't think they're doing halftime in, in their current no. state. So it's funny you said that. Cause I, I said that last year, I wouldn't mind seeing the Foo Fighters. Yeah. But with Taylor Hawkins now, right? That's right. That's yes. right. Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For, I, look, if you if you ain't gonna watch Rihanna, you can turn your TV off and you can go see what uh, Nightline is playing. Or maybe <laughs> Mary Perry Mason will be able to figure something out in the the next four or five minutes. But uh, we can watch Rihanna. I'm not, I'm not Rashad. Can I go to your house for the Super Bowl? I, I got disinvited here. I don't even have TV. Can I can I come to your house? Sure. You got come 15 on. Fifteen weeks to make it I'll up. Bring a pie. You got fifteen weeks to make it up. <laughs> And that marks the end of our episode for the week. Uh, remember to follow us on our social media accounts at Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. For future considerations on Facebook, we're posting something new every single day. And if you think you're smarter than us, send us some show <laughs> suggestions and we'll tell you that we don't need them. Our show is fine. But you can email us for future considerations at gmail.com. Any suggestions, questions, any upcoming debates. If you know Rihanna and she wants to come on the podcast, let us know. Uh, give, we throw throw the digits our nice. way. We'll, yeah. we'll see if she's available. Um, for future considerations at gmail.com. One of the great ways to, to get in touch with us. Yeah, we appreciate the questions that came on the show today. We want to thank our sponsors on this episode too. London Awnings, Quality That Shows, and Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training and nutrition too. He's a big Rihanna fan. He would be a big fan. Yes. He, he's going to be, she's going to be working with him to get in shape oh, for the Super can Bowl. Can you imagine that? Oh, yeah. Shane's going to be under the umbrella. Ella. <laughs> Ella. 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 <laughs> hey. <laughs> well done. There's a lot of music in this one. This was a good episode. There's a lot of, episode. we're talking a lot of music here. And we will uh, talk to you. We have another one coming up this week, too. So uh, more opportunities to talk music and maybe some sports as well. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you on the Friday edition, the OT, before future considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their MO for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over.
Go home.